Matt, thanks for coming over today. It's a real pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. So what do you have for us? I prepared an American program, and the, the, the core of this program is Copeland's Old American Songs, which are 10 songs that Aaron Copeland arranged in 1950. He published the first set in 1950, a second set in 1952, of songs from early America. These are hymn tunes, these are minstrel tunes, um, folk songs, um, uh, seafaring tunes, um, all sorts of um, music and poetry that exemplify early America. Great. Well, you know, we can we can really get the mood then here. So, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we'll be talking more about, about your career and, and what brought you to Auburn, but if we want to go ahead and start with something, I think that'd be great. Sure, this is the Dodger from Copeland's Old American Songs. Actually, it's not. This is the Boatman's Dance <laughs> from, we cut the Dodger. That's right, okay. no Dodger. <laughs> so this is the Boatman's Dance from Copeland's Old American Songs. So that was the Boatman's Dance, and Matthew Hoke, baritone, and Laura Lee Giesling, piano. So 
Matt, you recently joined the faculty at Auburn University, but you've been in the South for a while, right? I have. Um, my first uh, substantial college position, I taught for one year in Wisconsin, but then I moved to Shorter College in Rome, Georgia, which was a very nice little school, real little school, <laughs> in um, Rome, Georgia, which is about an hour and 15 minutes northwest of Atlanta. So. Right, right. Well, and you grew up in Philadelphia, right? Is that, is that what Near I Philadelphia, mean? yeah, Reading, Pennsylvania. Okay. So. so you've kind of been a little all over the, the country a little bit. Yeah, I went to, I grew up in Pennsylvania, went to um, college at Ithaca College, and then taught high school in Horseheads, New York for a couple of years. Um, then I went to New England to do my master's and doctorate. I did a master's degree at the Hart School and a DMA at the New England Conservatory. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I was thinking about your background and then, of course, these particular songs and how one thing about Copeland is you get a flavor of a lot of the United States, right, and, and a lot of its music. It's not just one particular region. So I was wondering how that sort of played into your preparation for this, these, these but, songs. Yeah, the, I mean, I've just always loved this set. I mean, it's, it's great material um, for baritone. I'm, I'm so grateful that Copeland and Barber and Roram and these uh, kind of uh, essential American composers wrote some uh, music for, for us to sing. Well, you know, it's kind of, as you mentioned, that we just had the Boatman song and we've got the Wayfarer songs. We've got two mm -hmm. sea, sea songs in this. Other songs in this set kind of come from different parts of America as well. Yeah, he includes everything from children's songs to hymn tunes to lullabies. It's just, he, he really went for kind of a regional variety and a stylistic variety, too. Well, great. Well, so how long have you been performing these? I sang some of them for the first time in undergrad, and then I pulled them out again I think 2006 I sang all 10, and now I pulled them out again now, and every single time I've sung them I've discovered something new or they felt different. I'm glad that no one recorded me singing them in undergrad because um, <laughs> I, I some of them are, are pretty sophisticated and pretty difficult, and I probably didn't sing them very well when I was 20 years old. Great. Well, you, what are you performing for us next? I'd like to perform a shaker tune called Simple Gifts, which is one of Copeland's favorite folk tunes because he used it as the basis for Appalachian Spring also, and it is here with the lyric in the Old American Songs as the fourth of the ten Old American Songs. Great, all right, simple gifts. Tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free, tis the gift to come down where you are to be, and when we find ourselves in the place just right, we'll be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we shan't be ashamed. To turn, turn will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right. Tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free, tis the gift to come down where you are to and when we find ourselves in the place just right, we'll be in the valley of love and delight. Simple gifts are arranged by Aaron Copeland. I mean, that, you know, the one thing I always am reminded whenever I hear this song from the set is that 
it is simple gifts, it is a simple melody, but the, but the arrangement is not simple, and the rhythm is not simple. Yeah, none of these songs are simple. There, there's always um, a, a level of quirkiness, or, or um, uh, you can see, I know we're recording this, so I have my music here, and I'm referring to it often, because I don't, uh, he was very deliberate, do you cut off on beat two? Is this a three, four measure instead of a two, four measure? They're, I don't know, it's too derogatory to say they're a little screwed up, but they're just a little off, you know? <laughs> it's, 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 it's very, they're very Copelandized, all 10 of these melodies, so. What will you be doing next? Next we'll be doing um, uh, Lullaby, The Little Horses. So nice, and and you know it, it's nice to end with a voice in that one. Is that the only one that ends that way? I believe so. Yes, yeah. he he, he, has, he seems to have new ideas that he tries out with each and every one of these. <laughs> they, they evolve <laughs> as they go, right? Yes. <laughs> well, you, a lot of us know that tune also as a lullaby, right? Mm -hmm. And you have kids as well, so I'm wondering, did you ever sing that as as a lullaby to any of your children? I haven't yet, but I, I, th I, th I think I might try. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was, then, of course, my next question is this particular version, because this one's tricky in a lot of, the harmonies changes a lot. 
Right, yeah, he, uh, he deliberately makes it his own. He changes this node and makes it a step higher. He adds a beat to this measure. So the original tune he worked with was, of course, very straightforward. And then we have Copeland's take on the tune. Well, what do you do next? Zion's Walls, which is a uh, revivalist tune from the Anabaptist tradition. Um, and I've performed this a number of times. I've actually worked for Episcopal churches recently, which it doesn't work quite as well because we usually don't have a piano. It's all that repertoire is organ accompanied. But um, whenever I've been a guest at ecumenical services, this, this one is still enjoyed, especially in this part of the country. Great. All right, well, Zion's Walls. Matthew Hoke Baritone and Laura Lee Giesling on piano and Zion's Walls. And I think, Matthew, we have a question here. I'm a good listener, but an uneducated one. And I hear that you are a baritone and you have a wonderful, lush voice, and I like hearing it. But when you talk about a song and they talk about tenors and basses and then sopranos, can you interchange songs? Like, could you sing something that Julie Andrews could sing? You know, like a lullaby, because when I think of a lullaby, I think of her. And then something else like that. And then what is the difference? And can you define a baritone and a tenor? Um, people attempt to define um, different voice ranges. And it depends mostly on the range of the voice and the quality of the voice, those two things. That being said, there's a whole lot of gray area. And there are. Um, as many different types of voices as there are different types of singers. So, you know, we broadly label this group of singers all tenors, but they each have unique qualities in their voices. And yes, we do share the same repertoire all the time. Um, sometimes in the same key, sometimes not. Sometimes things can be transposed up a half step or down a half step, just depending on the comfort level of the singer. Um, that makes us unique from instrumentalists who, if you do, um, 
a, the Mendelssohn Violin Concerto, you don't have the option of putting it up a step. It's always in the same key. Whereas singers, you hear um, all sorts of variations depending on the comfort level of the individual's voice. I think one variation answer to that too is all musicians steal. <laughs> we all steal and we all, I mean, I know as a bass player, we often steal music from other instruments and, and voices as well. So, I mean, that, that's kind of, you know, if it's a nice melody and you can get it to work in a good range, then it, it, you can transpose it any way you want, right? Yeah, and I've often rehearsed um, a song cycle and follow the basic key plan that's published in the Pater's edition, and then close to the concert time I say, you know, this would feel really good up a half step, or this would feel a down half step, and it drives the pianist crazy because then I throw a new transposition at them, but um, singers do that kind of thing all the time. So. so she hasn't thrown anything at you yet, right? Actually, we did transpose one of these, and Laurel has a handwritten score <laughs> for one of these. Um, it's frequently, I, I bought, I think four different recordings of this cycle over the years. I think those are the only four that exist. Cheryl Milnes, Sam Raimi, um, Thomas Hampson, uh, William Warfield, the original one. And you think of those four voices and how different those four voices are, and each one follows a radically different key plan. So Thomas Hampson's um, keys are about a third higher than Sam Raimi's, and that's just fine. <laughs> you know, it's, it's what works, and that's what was so interesting too, because it's a new color and a new nuance and a different key as well. Absolutely. All right, well, what do we hear next? This is the least performed song out of the 10, I think because it's by far the hardest. It's um, a, a really complicated, strange song, but it's also become one of my favorites. It's called The Golden Willow Tree, and it's called an Anglo-American ballad from the, from the Caribbean. It's a seafaring tune. There was a little ship in South America crying over ship in South America. She went by the name of the Golden Willow Tree as she sailed in the low and lonesome low as she sailed in the low and so low. We hadn't been a-sailing more than two weeks or three till we came in sight of the British Rovery as she sailed in the low As she sailed in the lowland so low. Up stepped a little carpenter boy Says, what will you give me For the ship that I'll destroy? I'll give you gold or I'll give thee I'll give you gold or I'll give thee The fairest of my daughters As she sails upon the sea Sank them in the low and lonesome low 
It's very, very tricky as well, as you said. Yes, very tricky. <laughs> it's, 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 that's, that, that one took by far the most rehearsal time between singer and pianist, presenting a lot of challenges for both of us. And I think it's, um, like I said, it's the one that's least performed of the old American songs. And I think that's not only because it's hard, but because it's strange. Um, uh, an audience hearing that for the first time might be like, oh, I, I need to hear that one again. I'm not quite sure what was going on there. That was weird. So. <laughs> It's always good to keep them guessing that way <laughs> yes, as well. Yes, exactly. Well, okay, I'm going to make this. You and I talked a little bit about I Bought Me a Cat. Yes. Could, I think we probably should throw that one in. If that's okay, right. yes. Um, and this is a children's song, um, I Bought Me a Cat. And I, I, I don't think uh, commentary is necessary. This song will speak for itself. All so. right, <laughs> I Bought Me a Cat. I bought me a cat. My cat pleased me. I fed my cat under yonder tree. My fact says, fiddle I fee. I bought me a duck, my duck pleased me. I fed my duck under yonder tree. My duck says, quack, quack. My cat says, fiddle I fee. I bought me a goose, my goose pleased me. I fed my goose under yonder tree. My goose says, quack, quack. My duck says, quack, quack. My cat says, fiddle I fee. I bought me a hand, my hand pleased me. I fed my hand under yonder tree. My hand says shimmy shack, shimmy shack. My goose says quack, quack. My duck says quack, quack. My cat says fiddle I fee. I bought me a pig, my pig pleased me. I fed my pig under yonder tree. My pig says griffy, griffy. My hand says shimmy shack, shimmy shack. My goose says quack, quack. My duck says quack, quack. My cat says, fiddle I fee. I bought me a cow, my cow pleased me. I fed my cow under yonder tree. My cow says, baw, baw. My pig says, griffy, griffy. My hen says, shimmy shack, shimmy shack. My goose says, quack, quack. My duck says, quack, quack. My cat says, fiddle I fee. I bought me a 
bought me a horse, my horse pleased me. I fed my horse under yonder tree. My horse says, nay, nay. My cow says, baw, baw. My pig says, griffy, griffy. My hen says, shimmy shack, shimmy shack. My goose says, baw, baw. My duck says, quack, quack. My cat says, fiddle I be. I bought me a wife, my wife pleased me. I fed my wife under yonder tree. My wife says, honey, honey. My horse says, nay, nay. My cow says, baw, baw. My pig says, griffy, griffy. My hen says, shimmy shack, shimmy shack. My goose says, baw, baw. My duck says, quack, quack. My cat says, fiddle I feed. <laughs> It's kind of a musical tongue twister, an old McDonald all rolled into one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, and and, and he's, he's tricky. Um, when we were rehearsing, this, for, for no reason whatsoever, well, there is a reason, it's because Copeland decided to do it. There's three counts here versus two counts here versus a 16th note pickup here versus an eighth note pickup there. So, so um, he, he makes the easy songs hard. So. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't let you off the hook anywhere, yeah. does he? Yeah. Well, great. Well, you know, Matt, you. you you just joined the faculty at Auburn and you've dived in headlong. You've already done two recitals, is that right? You just did this recital and then you did another. Um. Yeah, yeah the, the, actually my primary repertory for this year um, with a soprano colleague of mine from Indiana, I've, we, we were, we've embarked on all of Schumann's Myrton, which is Opus 25. We've given that program twice now, once at Auburn, once at IU South Bend, and we'll be giving it three more times this year too, once at a conference in Hawaii and another time in Kentucky and um, one more road trip that we're still working out. So. Wow. <laughs> so I guess my question is, when you're preparing American music versus you know, European art leader or something along those lines, is there a different approach? How do you, how do you differ? Oh, oh well, there's, n there's not a different really technical approach. I mean, a, a singer's a singer, but there are absolutely different stylistic approaches. Um, so uh, German leader, obviously, there's the German poetry, which is far more introspective than what I've sung for you today. Um, a knowledge of German diction and phrasing is completely different than American diction and phrasing. But uh, I really have embraced a whole, I, I, don't, I don't really have a preference. I, I love singing all types of different song. I've, I've done a little bit of opera, some oratorio. I love singing in professional choirs. I just, if it's good music, I, let me sing it. It works for me. <laughs> all right. Well, what are you finishing up with us for today? We're going to do the last one from the old American songs, which is Chingering Chaw. Great. All right. Hear the 
Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much, Matt. You're welcome. For coming over and bringing his songs today. So I should ask one more time, any questions or last comments for? Great, all right. Well, Matthew Hoke and Laura Lee Giesling, thank you so much for bringing the Old American songs over for us today. Let's give them another round of applause. Thank you. All right. This has been Community Focus. Our program is a public service of Troy University, and we now return you to Troy for the remainder of your news hour. Thank you.